morning everyone and welcome to one of the most exciting lectures which is exercise. It's really hard to know what's the most important because everything is very important and if you miss one out it's almost like you've missed a piece out of the jigsaw. God designed that this living machinery be in daily activity and in that activity is its preserving power. So what's a preservative? It's something that stops you going bad or off. And when I meet people in their latter years of life who are looking very good, I already know they must be exercising. And remember, muscle knows no age. Whether you're 9 or 90, you can have strong muscles. Earlier this week, we talked about many ladies so unfortunate that are having uh, vaginal prolapses, uterine prolapses, also um, bladder prolapses, and it is not necessary. And we also discussed how it's so unfortunate that the doctor sews mesh there because sometimes the mesh doesn't work and you've got all sorts of problems. The problem's not the mesh. Well, what is the problem? The problem is the lady doesn't realise that because she has not been exercising, her muscles are getting very, very um, weak, very, very soft, and the poor doctor goes in to stitch things up and he can't stitch it up. So he has to put some mesh in there. So please don't blame the mesh and please don't blame the doctor. They're doing the best they can. So what's the problem? The problem is education. The problem is that people don't realize they've got to keep these bodies in good working order. You have a look at the intensive program that Olympian, Olympian champions go through. Well, we're training for something more important than the Olympic games. We're training for life. And we're training for those latter years of life that we should be enjoying. God meant for us to enjoy our life every minute of the day, not just when we're nine, but also in our latter years. So what does exercise have to contain for it to be a preservative? The most probably effective exercise that can be done today and all the experts agree, is the high-intensity interval training. And as the name implies, these are intervals of high-intensity. So what's the high-intensity? That's anything that will get the heart rate up, get your breathing increasing. We've been talking about those deep breaths where you breathe in 3,600 mils of air and breathe out 3,600 mils of waste instead of the 500 that you're doing as you sit here. So what, what you do to get high intensity? You can run. Not everyone can run. I run up hills. That, that certainly gets it happening quickly. And how long do you do it for? The experts agree that 30 seconds is a good amount. Now, if you think 30 seconds isn't long, try it when you're running for your life. When my body gets to 20, my body says that, that that'll do. When I get to 25, my body says, this is getting ridiculous. And when I get to 30, I almost feel I'm dying. That, that's what it's got to be. And remember, I'm running up hills. I don't quite get that workout running straight. And if you have big hills, sometimes all you need to do is walk up that hill. So what can, what can you do if you can't run? Exercise bike. Exercise bike's handy because you're holding on to something and your legs are going and you can make them go really fast and you can make them go slow. So recovery time can be probably about 90 seconds. Recovery time is an indication of your fitness. So if your recovery time at the moment is three or four minutes, that's perfectly fine. 
because as you go through this every day you'll find your recovery time will get less and less so your fitness is not dependent on how hard and fast you can go but how long you take to recover so you can exercise bike uh, push-ups not everyone can do push-ups but i think everyone can do push-ups on the wall also rebounding now i have a, a little rebounder here and i've got the uh rolls royce of rebounders here which is uh, a bellican and one of the reasons why it is so much better than many rebounders is because it's um it's got uh it's got rubber instead of springs and you see i hardly have to move i'm hardly moving at all and if someone cannot do much this is all they have to do to start with or they can just go like that if they can't even do that i think everyone can do this and then of course as you go you can do more and more if you jog on the rebounder like this you'll get uh, high intensity quite quickly we'll get back to the rebounder in a minute so your high intensity is basically it's got to be what works for you and if you can't do much at first if you can only do seven seconds that's perfectly fine and i know i've heard heard people speak here this week how they're able to do more now than they could uh how long have you been here five days <laughs> and that's that's the beauty of exercise it doesn't take long once you start but of course what you're also doing here at living springs retreat is you're drinking adequate water you're having minerals you're having um food that vitalizes you and nourishes you you're going to bed early so you're doing a whole lot of things which also influences your performance in exercise then it's done usually for a cycle and this cycle can be anywhere from three to six cycles obviously the more you do the more uh, effective it is doug mcguff in his book body by science he says all you need if you get to do this is 12 minutes a day you do six of those that's 12 minutes that's not much at all one man said to me he said you don't understand barbara i don't have one hour to do a 5k jog i said dave you don't need an hour you need 12 minutes we're such a fast society that this is a very attractive form of exercise you just got to find out what works for you what I'm incredibly grateful to Doug McGuff for is he takes you inside the cell. This week we've gone here a few times, so we're going to go there again. The CBD of the body, the central business district of the human body is the inside workings of the cell. The glucose goes in, it goes through a 20-step pathway called the glycolytic pathway, and that gives us two units of energy. The end result of the 20-step pathway is a chemical form of glucose called pyruvate. And pyruvate, as the chemical form of glucose, gets fed into the powerhouse. Now, this little pathway is called the powerhouse because even though it's only an eight-step pathway, it delivers to us a very impressive 36 units of energy. The difference is oxygen. So this pathway is an aerobic pathway because it uses oxygen. This pathway is an anaerobic pathway because it does not use oxygen. It produces its energy by the process of fermentation. As we looked at this week on the high carbohydrate diet, releasing huge amounts of glucose into the body, you've still got a lot of glucose left over from going through the pathways. So now the liver specifically causes the glucose to be stored as glycogen. 
looks like a little bunch of grapes almost, but they're little molecules of glucose and they're called glycogen. They're just waiting there to be used. And on your morning walk, when you start running out of fuel, because you're running up hills, or you're running on the, on the uh, rebounder, or you're on your exercise bike, the body starts plucking. It plucks a molecule of glucose, puts it through the pathways, puts it through the pathways. When your body begins to require, it's already there. It's in your muscle cell, it's like in a prison in your muscle cell. It can only be used by your muscle cell. And as we looked at earlier this week, on this high carbohydrate diet, when the pathways are full, when the glycogen stores are full, then the liver causes the excess glucose to be stored as fat. Now what I want to show you this morning is I want to show you how exercise can reverse the whole process, which is good news. Good news for so many people in America today who are carrying too much weight. This is one of the best kept secrets in a very effective weight loss program or even weight maintenance program. So let's have a look at when a person is uh, getting to the end of the first high intensity. They're getting to the end of their 30 seconds high intensity. 20 step speeds up. That's not a surprise. Eight step speeds up. But what I didn't tell you is that the 20 step pathway is a very fast pathway and it consumes huge amounts of glucose. The eight step pathway is a slow pathway. Now while you're sitting in front of me right now, these pathways are threading very nicely into each other. But when you start moving and both these pathways speed up, more pyruvate is going to be made than can be fed into the powerhouse because there's an eight step pathway in there that'll always keep this one faster, this one slower. So more, py more pyruvate's being made than can be fed into the powerhouse so the body stores it over here as lactic acid. We've all heard of lactic acid. <laughs> now I think the most exciting thing about this presentation is what I'm about to show you now. When you're in recovery time, so what's recovery time? I'll show you recovery time on the rebounder. When you're in recovery time, <sighs> this is a good recovery. <laughs> this is a good recovery. Recovery, it's far better to do that than to just lean against a pole and breathe deeply. So if you're not on the rebound, your recovery time could be just twisting. It could be stretching a little bit. It could be stretching, stretching those legs a little bit. That's what I'll often do in recovery time is stretching those legs a little bit. When you're in recovery time, remember the most powerful recovery time is if you're doing something but much less. And I have to tell you, after 30 seconds high intensity, that's all you feel like doing. When you're in recovery time, your liver converts that lactic acid back to pyruvate and feeds it into the powerhouse. You know what that means? When you're in recovery time, just <sighs> twisting very slowly, you're burning just as much fuel as when you were running for your life. So that's exciting. But the other exciting thing is, when you're in recovery time, what's happening to your lactic acid, students? It's being mopped up. So can you see that this recovery time is absolutely essential to keep a check on your lactic acid levels? So what's happening to the person on the 5K jog? 
What's happening to their lactic acid levels? They're building up. And they can, they can soar, yeah? So you look at children in the playground. They do, they do interval training all the time. They run here, they run there. When I was at school, we did skipping. It's my turn to skip. Going for it. Now it's the next person's turn to skip. Hopscotch, throw the stones, in, hop in the squares, come back. Done my high intensity. Now next one, basketball, soccer. You look at all the games. There's, there's intervals of very high intensity, intervals recovery. Intervals of recovery. You go to the African plains, no animal jogs. They either run for their life. Well, they're perfectly still. When I was in Africa, I bought a, a little book about a man who lived in Africa, oh, 80 years ago. And they used to hunt. And he said, it's just incredible. You'll, you'll come across something you're hunting and they're perfectly still. But as soon as they hear a leaf crack or a stick, they're running for their life. They're, they're the interval training. Let's go to their next set of high intensity. Your glycogen stores have been plucked because you're, you're moving fast. Depending on the person, maybe by the third or fourth set of high intensity, we're running out of fuel. And the body says, we need more fuel. And so the pituitary gland releases the human growth hormone. The human growth hormone is active when you're growing because it's your growth hormone. But when you stop growing, it goes into retirement. But when you do this high intensity exercise and you're running out of glycogen stores, human growth hormone is released and it activates hormone sensitive lipase. Hormone sensitive lipase is an enzyme that breaks down fat stores. This week we've been looking at the breakdown of foods. We looked at sublingual lipase under the tongue that breaks down saturated fats. We looked at bile and also pancreatic lipase that breaks down polyunsaturated fats. So what does this lipase break down? It breaks down your fat stores. The human growth hormone also causes the body to stop burning glucose as, as fuel and become a fat burner. How so? Do you remember we looked at how glucose burns at four calories per gram and fat burns at nine calories per gram? When you're moving, the body wants, wants a little bit more efficient fuel supply. And so it starts burning fat as fuel. Because remember what a calorie is, it's a unit of energy. So when it's burning fat, it's getting more than twice the units of energy than glucose. The human growth hormone also increases the body's ability to utilize protein. This week we've been looking at the importance of eating sufficient protein. We've been looking at the importance of keeping your hydrochloric acid nice and strong by leaving ideally five or six hours between the meal, drinking adequate water between the meals, chewing your meals well, having your lightest meal at the end of the day. Now we're looking at something else and that is your, your high intensity exercise causing a release of the human growth hormone increases your body's ability to utilize the protein. My son James, who he's a bodybuilder as a hobby, he says when you do that high intensity, you lay a bed of hot coals at the cellular level. And when you lay a bed of hot coals at the cellular level, you can sit at the table at breakfast and you can put the logs in. And when you've got a bed of hot coals in the fire, the more logs you put in, the brighter it burns. Is that right? 
So when you do your morning exercise and come and sit down, that fuel that you're putting in, that's going to burn bright. But how many people get up in the morning, a few steps to the bathroom, then a few steps to the table, they haven't laid a bed of hot coals at the cellular level and they're putting the logs in and they've got no energy. We need to lay that bed of hot coals early in the morning. That's the best time to exercise. And then you can, you can fuel those, those hot coals. Dr. Doug McGuff says this. He says, if you want to eat, you've got to work for it. Isn't that true? The human growth hormone also increases the circulation of the blood to the skin. This slows down aging. The uh, movie stars pay $1,000 a week for the human growth hormone because their, their business is dependent on them looking good. And as you can see, this helps a person to look good, slows down aging. Well, I'm offering it to your cut price today. 12 minutes of high intensity exercise a day will cause a release of the human growth hormone, which will, it will remain active for 24 hours. What a bargain. You see, the circulation of the blood to the skin means that your extremities will keep warm. And how many people today complain of cold feet, cold, cold hands? When you exercise, and my friend, Dr. Jonathan Gibbs, he told me this. He did a PhD on the effect of exercise on the cell. He said, Barbara, when you do this in the morning, you open a network of capillaries that equals the distance around planet Earth. I can hardly get my mind around that. That's getting that blood way out to the extremities, to the feet, to the hands. The increasing the circulation of the blood to the skin means that it slows down the aging, it slows down the wrinkling process. That's the good news. So this is all a result of doing this high intensity interval training. You just gotta work out what works for you. So let me show you the effect of the rebounder. Because the rebounder is I would quote Albert Carter here, who's seen as an expert on rebounding, the most effective exercise that you can do. But I want to show you why. Now, Albert Carter, back in the 80s, he was a famous trampolinist. He got married, had children, and his wife and his children used to do a trampolining show. They'd go around doing trampoline tricks. And he noticed that his little girl, she was only four, but he could hold her feet, her ankles, and she could do one-arm push-ups. She was very strong. And his little boy, he was seven, and at school, he challenged other kids to push-ups whenever anyone picked on him. No one could meet him, a thousand push-ups. And he thought to himself, why are my kids so strong? They're just so strong. I don't know if he ever looked in the mirror, but you know, he was, <laughs> he's like a bodybuilder. And he did not do any lifting of weights. All he did was rebounding, trampolining. He went to investigate and he could not find any information on it until he went to NASA. And when he went to NASA, he discovered that they, they found that when their astronauts came back from outer space, they went into outer space very, very fit and they came back home again with sometimes 20% muscle and bone loss in their strength. And they found that the only exercise that prepared them for outer space and reduced that loss of strength in muscle and bone 
and return them to full strength again. The only exercise was rebounding. So what Albert Carter did, he wanted to know more. Don't you love it when someone wants to know why? Investigate. And he discovered there are three forces that come together when you rebound or trampoline. And one is defying gravity. It's actually the only way you can get strength is defying gravity. You have a look at little babies. Within a couple of weeks of being born, they're trying to push their head up. And then they're trying to sit up. And then you lay them on the floor and they're pushing their bodies up. And then when they start crawling, they start getting up on the table. And you put them in the cot and they start jumping. You know the old saying, jump for joy? It seems to be inside of a child to up, up. What are they defying when they're doing that? They're defying gravity. And, and that's the only way we can get strength. Isn't that how people get strong from push-ups? They're pushing against gravity. And that's why the astronauts, they were better prepared for outer space. Because what's in outer space? Well, what is there? Nothing in outer space is no gravity. So you define gravity. Every time you leap up, you're defying gravity. Also, acceleration is the other force. So when you're, when you're jumping on the rebounder, when you're going up, you're defying gravity and you're accelerating. But then you get to the tip and everything stops, is that right? Then you experience deceleration. And then you're coming down. And when you're coming down, you're accelerating again. And then you hit, your feet hit the mat, deceleration. And then you jump up again and you're accelerating. Now this is happening you know, in split seconds every time that you jump. And he ha found a quote from Einstein that says, the body doesn't know any difference between those three forces. They all have a powerful effect on the body. And these three forces affect every single cell in the body. So there is no other exercise that affects every single cell in the body than rebounding. Which means there is no part of your body that escapes the effect of rebounding. That's why if you're not used to it, you just start with the, in fact, this is what, when you, if you've never done rebounding, you just start like this. And then you start like this. And it feels so good. It's not long before you're gonna wanna, you're gonna wanna leap. You put the kids on this, what do they do? And now you can do so much. See how you can do this with your legs? And you can twist your body. You twist your body, then your spine is getting it. And if you want to strengthen your triceps, you jump like this with your hands out. And if you want to strengthen your biceps, you put your thumbs down. So you can see that you can do strengthening exercises. Can you see just that little bit? And I exercise every morning, so it takes quite a bit for me to get my breath up, that I have got a little bit of breath up just from doing that. Just that little bit. Albert Carter says three minutes, three times a day. There's nothing. I maintain that if every office had one of these and everybody that worked in the office did one minute every hour, I think they'd find that work would be finished by about three in the afternoon. I think they would find 
that the productivity would immediately rise. Because when I say every single cell in the body, this is including the brain cells. So that's all very impressive. And that's why Albert Carter's children were so strong and all they did was rebound. Now, if you get one of these rebounders and children visit, where are they? They're on this rebounder. They love jumping. One lady said to me that she had three foster children and they'd been through a very terrible experience and she had a trampoline. She said they would just trampoline for hours on end. And she believes, and I agree with her, that that helped them to cope with everything that they had been through. You see, the life of the flesh is in the blood. And anything that moves blood <coughs> increases the strength and health of every single cell in the body. Your, your blood system has a pump. And whether we sit or stand or run, the heart beats. Is that right? When you wake up in the morning and you've been lying in bed all night, it's still beating. But when you start running, <laughs> it starts beating fast. And the heart is a muscle. And it's just like any other muscle. The, the more you use it, the stronger it gets. <coughs> My son Peter was training for a triathlon. He was running up and down the hills behind Brisbane. He's a tyler. And he was dismantling a um, vanity unit in an old bathroom. And it was chipped and it slipped and it just hit his ankle. If he hadn't had a bone there, I think he would have just cut the, cut the foot off. And the blood hit the roof. And my son James was outside and he said, James, can you come here? And apparently James said, I'm on the phone, mate. I'm telling you this so that you know that it was a, it was a couple of minutes before James got in there. I think Peter said crisis or something. Now, when James ran into this bathroom, blood was splattered all over the roof all over the walls. You see, Peter had a resting heart rate of 51 beats per minute because he was running up and down hills. His heart was so strong and every beat was so powerful that it didn't have to beat much. Now, if Peter's resting heart rate was 80 beats per minute, the blood wouldn't have hit the roof. The blood would have just gone boomp, boomp, <laughs> boomp. You see, this is not genetics. Your heart gets stronger the more you use it. And it pushes that blood, the life of the flesh, all through the body. Well, how does the blood get back? How does the blood get back up to the heart? You see, your venous, your venous system is coming back to your heart, but your arterial system is going away. Well, all around your blood capillary networks, this is venous and arterial, there are muscles. So when your heart pumps, there's a little bit of a, a verberation all through, um, and that's why you can take your pulse and you can feel that bump, bump there because of that. But it gets less and less. That's why people get varicose veins, not varicous arteries, because coming back, the force isn't as strong, but you have a second heart, and that is your calf muscle. Your calf muscle is your second heart, and your calf muscle pumps that blood back. And there is no other exercise that stimulates your calf muscle more than your rebounder. In fact, some people, when they start rebounding, they can't do it for too long because their calf muscles get really sore because the calf muscles aren't used to being worked like that. So if someone's got varicose veins, this is the best exercise for them. 
because their heart muscle is pumping their venous system back. You have another network of capillaries through your body called the lymphatic system. Most people know about their blood system, but not their lymphatic system. Your lymphatic system is your vacuum cleaner system. What's a vacuum cleaner? It's something that vacuums or sucks up waste. Well, your lymphatic system, it sucks up and sweeps away waste from your tissues. And it's like a little network of capillaries too, but it doesn't have a muscular system around it and it does not have a pump. So the only thing that activates your lymphatic system is movement. And these capillaries are like little canals and they have gates all the way along them. And they're one-way gates, obviously, because we don't want the waste to go back. They're one-way gates and they only open when we're moving. There's only one exercise that opens this lymphatic system incredibly effectively to the point where all your whole lymphatic system's opening and that is the rebounder. So when you start rebounding, when you go up to your peak and you're just hitting your first deceleration, every gate opens. And when your feet hit the mat, every gate closes. And when you're up at the peak again, every, every gate opens. So you're going open, shut, open, shut, open, shut. So just picture that when you're rebounding. And this can be happening 100 times in a minute, especially if you start jogging on the rebounder. Another way to really get your heart rate up is to leap as high as you can. And you might say, Barbara, but I'm a little bit unstable on my feet. Well, you can buy these with frames. You can buy two side frames or you can buy a front frame. Or if you don't have a frame, you can put it near the veranda post. It's good to do it on the veranda because you're getting your fresh air and your fresh air is very, very important when you're exercising. So it stimulates your lymphatic system. Now, if someone has very, very swollen legs, I think I told you about a lady that came with very swollen legs. I said to her, every hour, I just want you doing this. Now, one of the beauties of the Bellicon is you hardly have to put any effort. Can you tell I'm not putting any effort into this? I'm hardly moving at all, and yet I'm bouncing. Just that will stimulate your lymphatic system. Obviously, the more you leap and the more you bounce, the more it will activate. So this lady that had the swollen legs, I said, I want you to do that for one hour. Sorry. I want you to do that for one minute every hour. And do you remember what I said? By the end of the day, her legs had gone down by half. Remember she had, she was about to go on dialysis, so her kidneys weren't working really well and your kidneys manage your, um, your sodium and your, your water levels in the body. So it was stimulating the lymphatic system. It's also stimulating the kidneys. There is no organ that misses out with the rebounder. Every single organ is affected. So it, it uh, gets that lymphatic system moving. And we also looked at how one of the reasons people get sick is because of buildup of waste in the body and the body's own microbes have to evolve into bacterial forms to clean up the waste. So if you can get your lymphatic system moving, remember what it's doing? It's your vacuum cleaner. It's vacuuming your house every day. If you can get that lymphatic system moving so that your house is getting a house clean every day, can you see that you can prevent a lot of diseases by, by doing that? 
What your lymphatic system does is it sweeps away waste from the tissues. They get dumped into your lymph nodes, which are under your arms, in your neck, the main ones, in your groin. In there, there are lymphocytes, which are a type of white blood cell. So the waste is dealt with, dumped into your blood, and then your blood goes and and takes it out, I think at the moment, via your sweat glands when you're having your steam bath. It's also emptied in the bathroom by your colon. Also, your urine is taking out waste. It's an amazing system, the way the body's been designed to constantly house clean. Can you see that when people don't exercise, don't rebound, don't drink enough water, no wonder so many people are sick. And I love the way it is so simple, implementing these simple things. Something else that can, um, the rebounder can help, and that is balance. A lot of people say my balance is not good. Now your balance is set by the bottom of your feet and the intricate little mechanisms in your ears. So when you rebound, and if you're not sure, remember just start like this, and if you need to get something to hold on to, certainly do. But when you're rebounding, the bottom of your feet and your, your mechanisms, your ears, uh, are constantly adjusting. It helps with your balance. And of course, the better you get at it, the higher you can leap. You'll get to the point where you can't wait to get on your rebounder because it makes you feel so good. So this is telling you something else. It's affecting your mood. It gets your serotonin levels up, which is your feel-good hormone but it can also help your eyesight. Now, everyone's interested in this. So I'm sure after the break, sometimes there's a bit of a stampede in the break, everyone wanting to try this out. When you're rebounding, doing your jump, and even if you can't jump, just do your jig, focus on something. So right now here, I might focus on the leaf that's inside the room. And as I'm focusing on the leaf, everything around me in my peripheral vision jumps. And then after 10 jumps, I'll change my focus to the pine needles on the tree outside. And as I'm focusing on those pine needles, the leaf on the plant inside, it'll be jumping. And every 10 jumps, change your focus, change your focus, change your focus to things in the house, to things outside the window. I've got some hanging pots on my veranda. So I focus on the hanging pots and then after 10 jumps, I focus on the tree behind it and then the hanging pots jumping like this. So when you constantly are changing your focus, that strengthens the short and, short and long range muscles in your eyes to strengthen your eyesight. I've got a lady, she told me this story. She said she has a friend who's a jeweler and he was just starting to wear glasses, his early 40s. And she saw him a few months later and he wasn't wearing glasses when he was working. She said, I thought you were wearing glasses. He said, I started rebounding. I started doing the change focus and he said, it strengthened my eyesight and I don't need the glasses anymore. There's an excellent book called Better Eyesight Without Glasses by Dr. William Davis. And he shows how simple things you can strengthen your eyes. And the last chapter is a summary of the whole book. And the last chapter really goes through these eight laws of health. Nourishing food, you've got to keep well hydrated. You've got to go to bed and sleep every night. But what he doesn't mention, because the book was written in the 50s, is you've got to reduce your technology time. We've got so many children today with eye problems because by the age of 11, you're 
your um, muscles, your short and long range acting muscles in your eyes are set. And so children today are having overuse of short range, meaning they're on the, the screens too much and not enough use of the long range. In fact, in the newspaper about three months ago, one of the main newspapers in Australia, this would be early 2019, front page said children can't jump anymore. And when you investigate, children are on iPads and you know devices so much that they're not exercising. And the strength that we enjoy in our 40s, 50s, 60s is actually set up when we're children. So isn't that interesting? So parents put some strict rules on those devices and get a trampoline and a rebound. A trampoline for the kids and a rebounder for the adults inside. And when it's raining, the kids can do a little bit on the rebounder inside. So I trust you've been inspired and enthused to seriously consider getting a rebounder in your home. Do you know why I love it? Rain, hail or shine, it's there. And one lady said, oh, I'll just use the trampoline. But you know what you find? You just never get out there. And when it's raining, you won't go out there. And when it's too hot, you won't go out there. Leave that for the kids. But in the house, you'll, you'll access it and you'll use it. And it doesn't take up much room. And if you haven't got much room in your home, you can put it on its side and just put it behind a chair. I think it's the most important, one of the most important devices that every home should have. AG1 delivers daily nutrients and supports gut health. It's time to invest in you. We have the rebounder, a little seven of a minute clip of motivation. Let's get moving. These are the couple of gals, the twins, identical twins that jump up and down on the uh, trampoline, mini trampoline and make good cells come alive and come well. Easiest way when the winter sits in for us to get our exercise. Please listen up to this seven, eight minute clip. Here we go. Are you tired of being sick and feeling down? Did you know that exercising on the rebounder or mini trampoline can help to boost your immunity? All of this and more coming up. YouTube channel. My name is Erin. If this is the first time viewing this channel, please hit the subscribe button below. Hi, I'm Lauren. We're happy you joined us today. On this channel, we will be sharing various principles that will help improve your overall health and lifestyle. Erin and I will be focusing on exercise. And there are so many benefits to exercising on the rebounder. In fact, doctors Morton Walker and Albert Carter give us 33 benefits to rebounding. And we're going to share seven with you today. And the first benefit to rebounding is that it helps to increase lymphatic circulation or encourage lymph drainage, which is the body's natural vacuum cleaner, thus aiding in detox. The second benefit the doctors say is that it improves the, the brain's responsiveness with the vestibular apparatus within the inner ear, thus improving balance. 
So in other words, your motor skills and coordination improve. Another benefit to rebounding is that it helps to relieve pain. Whether it's neck pain, back pain, or knee pain, when we increase our circulation, we're gonna improve our health. A fourth benefit to rebounding is that it improves body alignment and posture. As you're working out on the rebounder, your core gets stronger, and so your posture will improve. Another benefit to rebounding is that it helps to curtail or stop fatigue and to help reduce menstrual discomfort. The doctors say that rebounding will minimize the number of colds, allergies, abdominal problems, and digestion problems that many people suffer from. So you will be sick less often. And the seventh benefit to rebounding is that it helps to slow down the aging process. And let's face it, we all want to look younger and feel younger. So exercising on the rebounder will help you get there. So now that we've shared the seven benefits to rebounding, we want to show you how to exercise on your rebounder. So let's get started. We're here with the mini trampoline, the Bellicone Rebounder. The Bellicone Rebounder is elastically leveraged and so it provides low impact for your joints. Erin is gonna demonstrate seven different exercises that you can incorporate in a 10 minute workout routine that we've planned for you. To begin, she's going to step carefully on top of the center of the mat and this is at the point where you want to get acclimated with your bellicone. If you have not stood on top of it before, you want to get used to it and get comfortable standing tall on it. The second step is to make sure that your feet are shoulder distance apart and your arms are by your sides. Once you're ready, you're going to begin by pressing your heels into the mat. This exercise is actually the warm-up of the workout and it's called the health bounce. You want to strive to do the health bounce for three minutes. Now, if you look carefully, you'll notice that it's only her heels that are coming off of the mat. Her foot is still keeping contact with the mat. The next exercise is the side-to-side -side bounce. She's simply shifting her weight from left to right, warming up the hips, and incorporating a little bit more movement in the, in the limbs. You want to strive for a minute with this exercise. Now, assuming it's been a minute, we're going to go to the third exercise, which is the full bounce. Now, she's going to apply more force into the mat, which means that this is a more intense uh, part of the workout, right? So we're going, she's going to strive to do a minute of this. And let's have you move your arms a little bit. If you feel comfortable, move your arms out to your sides. This is a great way to Continue to exercise your core and get your limbs stronger. After a minute has passed, she's going to go into the next exercise, which is the side-to-side -side twist. This one is a little more involved, but you still want to strive for a minute of this exercise. Notice how she's turning um, her hips left to right. So in other words, you're directing your belly button left and then right while keeping your feet together so they're pointed in the same direction. She's getting some arm movement going in there. You can have your arms like so, or she can clasp her hands together, pulling them apart and moving from the elbows. 
Again, strive for a minute with this exercise. The next exercise is the jumping jack, and we're all familiar with the jumping jack, and this one is especially fun on the rebounder. You're getting that bounce, and you're getting more arm movement and working the hips at the same time. Can you do this one for a minute? We think you can too. Now after a minute has passed, she's gonna go into another exercise, moving the arms and legs together. This one is called the heel tap and the bicep curl. So she's tapping her heel one at a time with the toe up. She's also simultaneously keeping a tight fist and bringing her fists up toward her shoulder. This is the bicep curl. Again, you want to strive to go for a minute with this one. Excellent. And the most intense exercise of the workout, because we're nearing the end, is called the high knee lift. This is mimicking running. So if you've, ever, if you've never done a high knee lift, you're going to strive to get your knees up as high as you can. You can intensify as the minute progresses to a run or even a sprint, pumping your arms. Challenge yourself to the max. Remember, this is only a 10 minute workout. And so go ahead and finish strong. Burn those calories. Now let's assume that a minute is complete. We're gonna start to cool it down. Don't get off your rebounder yet. We wanna make sure that your heart rate has a chance to get back to normal so that you will be okay and get back to your normal breathing rhythm again. So if you remember from the beginning, we're going back to the health bounce for a minute or two just to cool down the system. Keeping your, digging your heels into the mat and bouncing. Do you have a favorite rebounding routine? If so, we would love to hear from you. Please leave your comment in the section below. If you like this video, please click the like button, share it with a friend, and remember to subscribe. Thank you and see you next time.